Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So today I kind of want to share a little piece of me with you guys. (laughs) I mean, I share a little piece of me with you every week um, or in every episode, but this one um, is a little different. And I say it's a little different because it it kind of attribute attributes to Hannah's world. Um, I I believe I I've shared with you guys that I've, I I started this podcast because it's something that I felt that the the Lord was leading me to do. Um, simply because I have for a very long time in my life just felt alone and felt um, like you know, I'm the only one who goes through what I go through and uh, just kept it all to myself. I have been a suppressor. I am learning not to suppress my feelings anymore and to be um, more upfront um, or forthwith with um, how I feel instead of just suppressing it or acting as if my feelings don't matter, even though I know that they do. Um, And so... Hannah's world uh, became an outlet uh, for me to to share with other people, um, uh, more specifically with women, uh, you know, just what I deal with on a day to day, being the wife, the mom and becoming this this boss. And when I use the term boss, I mean, just walking in freedom and I'm not completely free yet. Um, it's a progression. It has been a progression for me and slowly but surely with every episode and with the work that I'm doing on on myself, I am becoming more and more free and evolving um, a little bit more and more each day. Um, but uh, one of the interesting things is, is that uh, this podcast is primarily to relate to other women and to kind of just share, you know, um, my life as as the wife, the mom, and this woman who is learning to live outside of her box and to draw outside of the colors and not to let anybody keep me in a box. I've been doing a lot of self-discovery and a lot of unlearning and a lot of just embracing who I am right now in this moment and stop looking to who I want to be but enjoying right where I am, as well as um, also just living in the moment, you know what I'm saying? And and just being content uh, and embracing who I am, you know, knowing that I may have my quirks, I may be awkward, but I'm going to be awkwardly me because there's only one Hannah Um, There may be others out there with my name, with my exact name, but there's only one me. (laughs) And so um, I've started I started to say all of that because it's interesting that this is to relate to other women and to give other women a a space, a safe space to kind of just be like, 
girl, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I go through the same thing, you know, and I appreciate those of you who have reached out um, and have sent in your listener letters who have, you know, sent the DMs or, or messaged me uh, in regards to how this podcast has helped you. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but my story or my journey with uh, women have been an interesting one. Um, and it's because at a very young age, I was hurt by friends. Um, my parents uh did not necessarily have the best relationship. And I think I've shared that um, small detail uh, before. But because, um, you know, they they would have disagreements, there was this one particular time that my parents got into a disagreement while I had company over. And they were actually spending the night. This happened when I was in um, elementary school. I was in the fourth grade, to be exact. And they got into an argument. And so my friends overheard the conversation that took place between my parents. Um, And the next day, uh, or not the next day, but when we went back to school, they decided to share what happened at my house. Now, I don't know exactly what they shared or what they said, um, but whatever they said, it caused my art teacher to come to me or pull me to the side and ask me if my father um, beats my mom and if he abuses me. (laughs) And I was like, what? No. Um, So needless to say, that experience taught me not to be very trusting of people who claim to be my friend. And I think that... um, That hurt I have carried or have carried with me for a while and with other relationships. So I I'm already an introvert. So, you know, introverts, they kind of tend to stick to themselves. They don't really they're not very social butterflies. So whenever I did, you know, make a friend or whatever, it, it took a while for me to really warm up to that person and to let them in. So I had a very tight knit circle and yes I have been one of those who is just like oh I already got my group of friends I don't need anybody else and um the thing is is that even within that type group of friends uh when I look back over my life and I think things over now I'm just playing (laughs) when I look back um I don't really have a lot of my childhood friends um in my adult life now Uh, because I was one of those people who was just like, I'm not going to chase after you. Um, and if you showed yourself not to be loyal to me or, you know, to, to be a bit funky, um, you know, with the friendship, then it was just like, okay, deuces, I'm not finna chase after you. I'm not finna work after this really like, no, it's not worth my time. I've been hurt before. I've been burnt before. I'm gonna just let that go. And, Um, there was moments in my life, in my adult life, you know, after getting married that I would sit and get really sad about that because it's just like, you know, you talk to your, your friends now, like my, my adult friends that I have now, a lot of times they're like, oh yeah, me and my best friend, um, my best friend is my husband. (laughs) Um, or, you know, they'll say stuff like, oh yeah, me and my childhood girls are going out or, you know, I didn't join a sorority when I was in college. I like 
pretty much my college life was go to class, go to work, go to church, go back home. That was it. Um, so I really didn't make time to do those kind of things. Um, so when I hear people talking about their line sisters and how close they were or, you know, I, I do have a sister. And whenever I say that, people like you do because they, they've only ever seen my brothers and they've only heard me talk about my brothers. But I do have a sister on my father's side. Um, she's nine years older than me. I didn't grow up with her. And she um, at the time lived in Baltimore. She now lives in Pennsylvania. So, you know, I didn't grow up with a big sister or a little sister. I'm the baby in my family. Um, so it's just like when I, you know, see my, like I said, my friends now and they, you know, they are, they have sisters or they talk about their line sisters or they talk about their childhood friends, you know, the other people outside of our relationship, you know, the other relationships that they have, I'm just like, Hmm, there was times where I would feel really sad about that. I'm just like, I don't really have childhood friends. Like I have childhood friends that I stay in contact with. And when I say stay in contact, it's like, oh, we're Facebook friends. So we know what's going on in each other's lives. Every now and again, we'll actually call or text each other and be like, hey, what's up, girl? Like, um, you know, the other day a friend called me and told me that she was going to be in town and, you know, talk to her. And I, 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 I've had to mature and understand that, to have a real relationship doesn't mean that you have to talk to that person every single day or even every week. You know, relationships are different and some relationships can stand the test of time where y'all don't talk. But when you do talk, it's like you picked up from the last time. I do have a friend like that from high school. Um, we're Facebook friends, so we kind of know what's going on in each other's lives. But whenever we actually get together around each other, it's like no time had passed at all between us you know but I I guess because for me because I can't speak for anybody else but for me it's like when you're shown something you know how you scroll on Instagram and you see the the highlight reels that people post of their picture perfect lives and sometimes you know you may look at it and be like oh that's so nice I I kind of wish I had that that's how I felt with friendships. Like, I kind of wish I had a, a girlfriend to hang out with. And th I'm sharing what I have felt. I'm not there anymore. Like I said, I've matured. Um, I have grown spiritually. I have grown in my personal life to understand that there are seasons and that there are friends in your life for certain seasons. And I've had to understand that when seasons change, you have to be willing to change with the season and and go, you know, move into the new one and adjust accordingly to how that season is. And when a friendship season is over, you have to be willing to let go. Um, I haven't always been willing to let go and I haven't always um, allowed myself to grow from that and I tried to hold on to things and it, it kind of kept me stagnant in doing that um I heard somebody say it like this one time and I thought it was very profound they were saying it's just like you know when you have food in the refrigerator and you know it has an expiration date when you try to hold on to the food past the expiration it spoils it's the same thing with friendships 
when the expiration on that friendship or the season on that friendship has changed, it can spoil if you try to hold on to it longer than the time that it was supposed to be there. And I know one of the reasons why I held on to friendships um, longer than I needed to was because of that experience that I had as a child. I, I cherish friendships. So if I had a person in my life who I really felt that I could trust and lean on and would be there for me, I, I wanted to hold on to that. But things happen. Life happens. People grow apart. And, you know, there I, I admire um friendships that have lasted the test of times and friendships that have 20 years growth where they're just still there for one another. I have, you know, my childhood friends. I have my childhood best friend. We don't necessarily consider our consider each other best friends anymore, but that love is still there uh, for one another. But we we've grew apart. You know, we went different ways um, in our lives and are in different places of our lives now. But we always call each other for, you know, each other's birthdays. You know, um, you know, we try to send a text to each other every now and again just to check in, see how you're doing. But how close we were back then is not how close we are now. And that was a big adjustment for me because that friendship was from third grade all throughout college, you know, and we were really, really close. And so um, even with that, I I struggled with the, the part that I played in the relationship uh phasing out or changing transitioning I should say um you know because again I did not I was not at a place of maturity that I am now with understanding what that relationship needed and I think that's that's one of the things like with friendships or just relationships in general is understanding what it needs relationships to me are like gardens you know and just like how in order for a garden to grow it needs an attentive an attentive gardener someone who's going to go out and toil the ground someone who's going to put down fresh fertilizer someone who's going to water it someone who's going to go out there and pull the weeds you know um plant new seeds when when necessary like someone who is going to tend to it that's what relationships need as well they need both parties need to be attentive to the relationship and to each other to understand what each other needs and be there for that person and not just be there and because we all have our own love languages right so it's not about loving the way that you receive love but loving the way that that person receives love so you have to be attentive to that to understand what that person needs to give it to them and in my younger you know, years are my youth. <laughs> well, I'm still young. I I'm, I'm not going to act like I'm old. But I'm just saying, when I was younger, I didn't understand that. Um, when I was younger, I was I was immature and I was a, a hurt person. You know, like I said about that, the, the relationship, the friendship that I had um, back in fourth grade. I saw another side of, of female friends. So like there was even a period where I had a lot of guy friends and I would even say like, oh, I get along with guys better than I do with girls because girls are just catty. And that was my impression of women. So the few girlfriends that I had, I really held on to them and they, they were my tight knit circle. And I wasn't trying to let anybody else in. And um, I kind of carried that same mentality into my adulthood. 
to be quite honest, um, even in my adulthood, probably up until maybe a couple of years ago, uh, when I was introduced to uh, a bright light, uh, who I she still has a, a very bright light to this day, like the remnants <laughs> of her are is still in this ground. She and she is, um, you know, because she she's just. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but I was introduced to a a woman who just eluded what the relationship that Christ shows to us and how we're supposed to be with one another. Like that is who she was. She she never met a stranger. <laughs> she um, made everybody feel like they were her best friend and the one thing that I heard her say that really stuck with me and was life changing for me was when she talked about like that tight knit circle and talked about how, you know, who told you that you were supposed to be exclusive? You know, Jesus was inclusive of, of everybody. And, you know, how can you reach others? How especially how can you reach other women if you don't, you know, let them in? and and be relatable and be transparent you know and open and that really hit me when she said that because it's like you know a lot of times if you don't allow yourself to fully be healed from something it will prevent you from you know relation not just relationships but it will prevent you from progressing because you haven't been healed so you're walking around with this scar with this hurt with this pain and you're guarded and you're not letting anybody in. And so I realized like the only reason why I felt alone and felt like I'm the only person going through this is because I never opened myself up to other people for them to be like, hey, I can relate. I understand what you're going for, going through. I've been there. I can help you through it. You know, um. I just, I chose to be guarded. I chose not to let anybody in. And so doing this, this podcast in the very beginning was very hard because I was just like, I ain't trying to share nothing. <laughs> um, but it has helped me grow, you know, over the past year. Um, matter of fact, this September will be two years that I've, I've been doing this podcast and, and just sharing my life and sharing things that I you know, have been experiencing. And I'm grateful for the growth. You know, I'm I'm grateful for slowly peeling back the layers and allowing people to come in. And I've made some great connections and great relationships with women um, where, you know, I have those accountability partners. I have those people that I can call upon and ask to they'll pray for me and you know how can I pray for you and just be there to support one another it's a beautiful thing um and I I, th I think it's very important for me not to look back on my past with regret uh are there things that I because hindsight is 2020 and because I, you know, know better now, when I look back over my life and my friendships in the past, do I wish that I would have handled them differently? Yes, I do. 
But I don't necessarily want to live in regret about that because even though it wasn't the best experience, even though I didn't act in the best way, um, it was a part of my development and my growth. If I didn't go through that, then I wouldn't necessarily be where I am now. You know, I, I mean, things would have been different. I don't know how they would have been different, but I know that what I went through, I know that, you know, me looking back and learning a lesson was all for a purpose and a reason. And, and it was a part of the, the plan all to, to begin with, you know, for me to, to grow and understand like, okay, Hannah, that's not the way that you handle relationships. You have to be willing to show vulnerability. That's not something that I did when I was younger. I didn't want to show vulnerability. I didn't want, you know, people to know that they hurt me. You know, when that situation happened back in fourth grade, that was a very hurtful thing. I really don't even remember how I reacted towards those girls afterwards. I know I stopped talking to them. I stopped being their friends. But I, I just truly just didn't want to have anything to do with them anymore because I was just like, you hurt me and I will never let that happen again. And so I continue to be guarded, you know, with other people because it's just like, I'm looking at you like a potential person who's trying to who's going to try to hurt me, you know. And then the thing is, is that it happened to me again uh, when I was in college. You know, I had this friend that I had from from middle school. Uh, we went to the same middle school, same high school, and ended up going to the same college together. And we were really close. And, um, you know, there were some things that I learned that was happening where she didn't really have my best interests at heart. I remember she and I even had like a heart to heart conversation one time. And the way that she was talking to me, she, you know, made it come across as if I was her shadow. I mean, she didn't say it like that, but that's how I took it. You know, um, she was saying that people were saying how I was copying her, trying to be like her. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just trying to be me. I'm not trying to be anybody else. And and to me, I feel like if you're my friend and you know my heart, then you know that that's not what I'm trying to do. You you know my story. We've we've been friends for so long. So that was another hurtful situation cuz it's like you really don't know me. And because you believe what other people perceive or were saying to you, you know, you're treating me a certain way. And then you started doing things that was hurtful to me. You know, so I, after having that happen again, <laughs> it's just like, um, okay, I'll do females. I, they, they catty, they, they backbiting, they, you know, so all of these bricks just kept going up, you know. And then when I moved up to Orlando, um, you know, I, I moved up here initially because of school. Now, by this time, Anthony was already living here. Um, and, uh, he, and I think, but no, it was after or before, before I moved up here, he did propose. Yeah. I moved up here in June or was it July, July. I moved up here in, in July of, of 07 and he proposed in, um, in May. So, yeah, I moved up here and once we got married, it's like I never looked back at my hometown. You know, it was like I didn't realize that what I was doing was leaving and cleaving 
Um, but that's what I had done. It was just like, oh, I'm shutting that chapter in my life. I'm leaving all those people down there and I'm going to focus on a new life up here. Like for me, moving to Orlando was being was an opportunity to start off fresh and to 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 do something different, you know. Um, and so I, I think because, again, because of hurt, because of me not dealing and healing, but rather suppressing things. I just kind of left all of that in South Florida and just moved up here to try to start anew. But I wasn't really starting anew because I was still starting up here with a guarded heart. I was still starting up here with my, um, you know, my expectations of people hurting me or of women hurting me. So I didn't want to get too close. Plus when you go through marital counseling, premarital counseling, they, they tell you how, Oh, what happens between a husband and wife should stay between the husband and wife. Like you shouldn't, you know, talk to mom or dad because you know, if once everything works out between two of you, they still may feel a certain kind of way because of something that you share with them. So you should be careful about that. So here it was, I never been married before. Um, I'm trying to, you know, keep everything together and not say the wrong thing and you know follow what they're saying so I really what it was me and the Lord like whenever Anthony and I would have a disagreement I didn't have anybody to call to I didn't even call my mama because of what was said in premarital counseling I kept all of that to myself and so I mean and that's a good place to be you know to talk to the Lord God should be the first person that I go to anyway not to you know a friend or something but it's nice to have an accountability partner. It's nice to have somebody there who also has a very deep spiritual um, relationship with God that can give you some words of wisdom in those moments where you just feel like, oh my gosh, I cannot deal with this man. He's crazy, you know, or just like, oh my goodness, this is what I'm dealing with. Like I am a new wife. I don't know how to be like just wanting that accountability. I didn't have that. And I didn't have it because I didn't allow myself to have it. And so it took time. It took that that friend that God sent into my life to kind of help me um, evolve and grow. And so now I do have a sister tribe. Now I do have an opportunity to or not an opportunity, but now I do have accountability partners. You know, um, I have people in my life who have become more than just friends, but they are sisters, they're, they're family, like, I appreciate them. And so I'm sharing this, why? Because I think it's important to, to be okay with being vulnerable. There's strength in vulnerability. I didn't always know that. Um, in the past, I thought vulnerability was a sign of weakness, but it's not. It's actually your strength. Being able to pull back the layers and be your true authentic self at all times um, and not feeling like you got to put up a front or, you know, that you got to be this picture perfect person or that you got to guard yourself because everybody's out to get you, you know, not being paranoid about that kind of stuff, but just being vulnerable and, and, and allowing yourself to be open to relationships. Yeah. If a relationship goes south, um, and do you put yourself at a position to potentially get hurt? You do, but you can grow from it. You know what I'm saying? You can learn from it. It doesn't feel good. 
Um, it's not something that you want to go through, but it's never a loss. And that's what I have come to learn that it's I'm always winning because even in a situation where I may it may look like I'm losing. I'm not because it's an opportunity to learn and to grow. And so I'm not completely there yet. Um, I'm still progressing in that area with allowing myself to just be vulnerable. Um, like the other day, I, I, I called a friend um, and, you know, she and I, we, we talk to each other uh, regularly. And there was a day that went by that um, I didn't hear from her and I had text her. You know, it's one thing if we, we don't text each other at all, but I text her and there was no response. And so um, the next day I called her and um, she answered her phone. And I said, OK, so I'm I'm just going to be vulnerable in this moment and tell you that I felt ignored yesterday. And that's not something that I normally do <laughs> like that took growth. For me to tell her, like, I felt ignored by you. I just want you to know it. And it wasn't me being needy. I felt like it was just me being honest. And just instead of allowing my thoughts to go to a place like, oh, she ignored me. She don't care. I ain't finna call her. Like, because those kind of thoughts, they came into my mind real quick. Because that's the the old Hannah with just building up the wall and shutting down and like okay like I ain't finna chase after you you don't want to respond to my text then I'm just not gonna say like that was old Hannah but you know progressive Hannah progressing Hannah was like no let me call let me just let her know like hey what happened because I you know I felt ignored yesterday I text you you did text me back and I mean some y'all may look at that as being needy I don't think it's being needy. I think for me, it was personally just me being honest. And come to find out her, I think she had dropped her phone in water by accident. So her phone was out of commission for the whole day. And so um, she actually didn't get my text until the next day because her phone had finally dried 100% and was in working condition again. But I even told her because she she and I are very similar. She's also another introvert. She's also another person who's very guarded. And um and and this this is the reason why I share with her what I share with her because I know for the both of us um out of the two of us, I am more um I guess willing to be vulnerable in times and um whereas, you know, she, I feel like if I was to accidentally do something, she probably would be quicker to like shut down. So I know that in that particular relationship, I have to be more willing to be open, humble and transparent. And that's why I'm saying like in relationships, it's important for for both people to be attentive and to understand what each other needs. That's in any relationship, whether it is a parent and a child relationship, whether it's a spousal relationship, whether it's a friendship, like in all relationships, it's important to understand what each other needs and to meet each other there and not only meet each other at each other's needs, but to also extend grace for fault make room for fault. I mean, the Bible even tells us that, that we should make room for each other's faults and to do our very best to live at peace with one another. So instead of, you know, nitpicking on certain things, you know, make room and be transparent, communicate. Communication is key in all relationships. You have to communicate. So anyways, 
I just wanted to share that with you guys today, you know, just about being um, open and being vulnerable and um, sharing that there was a time where I was just like, man, forget (laughs) y'all, not y'all, but just like forget relationships. I'm not finna chase after it. It's, It's okay. I'm good by myself. But no, I wasn't good by myself because I... I, I like friends, <laughs> you know, um, and I don't say that again. I don't, however y'all take it, it's how y'all take it. I don't think it's me being needy. I think it's just me saying, me being honest with, yeah, I'm not an island. I wasn't created to be on my own. I was created for fellowship. I was created to make connections with other people, even though my natural tendency is to be introverted. And after I have socialized, I need some time to go and decompress and be by myself. I still like to be around people and to make connections and to have those relationships. So anyways, as usual, I hope you got something out of today's episode. Um, And if you did, go ahead, my YouTube family, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification so you know every time that a um, episode is uploaded. And to my podcasters, go ahead, drop a review. And everybody, go ahead, send in your listener letters to Hannah's World at 00 um, at gmail.com or connect with me on Facebook at Hannah's World and IG on Hannah's World um, 00. So until next time, peace out, world. Peace out.